I think there's going to be a need at some point, you know, to, to go back and re-examine how Canada, how the provinces responded to the pandemic. I don't think we as a country were prepared, as prepared as we should be. And I think there does need to be some accounting for that at the federal level. Provincially, I think it would be beneficial to, to review some of the decisions made. Uh, did we uh, overreact in some respects, underreact in other respects? I think regardless of where you come down on some of those questions, you know, there's that question of transparency and accountability. And so I think this, this news today is concerning on both of those fronts, both in terms of accountability and transparency. The federal government, or rather the Alberta government, the provincial government, had commissioned a review into its uh, initial pandemic response. Consulting firm KPMG was tasked with doing this work. They did that work. They were paid for doing that work, and they submitted their report to the government, which they've been sitting on for quite some time. Now, Health Minister Tyler Shandro had promised on numerous occasions that this would be made public that Albertans would see what was in this report, would see what their, their money paid for in terms of this report. Now we learn it's not going to be released. Story today from Post Media, the United Conservative Government will not release the independent third-party review it commissioned into the first wave of the COVID-19 pandemic. According to Alberta Health, the review isn't being released because it focused on the first wave and is no longer relevant. Is that a legitimate excuse? Well, the uh, Alberta Institute doesn't think so. They've uh, put a um, petition up at their website, albertainstitute.ca, calling on the Alberta government to release the COVID report, the $475,000 report that we paid for. We should get to see it. So joining us to talk more about uh, this issue, why it's so important that the government release this report. Very pleased to welcome to the program here this morning, Peter McCaffrey is president of the Alberta Institute, as mentioned, albertainstitute.ca. Peter, thanks so much for joining us here. Welcome to the program. Hey, great to be with you. All right. So from your perspective then, and, and this isn't necessarily about saying the government did the right thing last spring or they didn't do the right thing last spring. Why, why do we need to see this report? Well, I, I actually think in general, government reports should be made public. I, I think that should be the default position. I think all government information is funded by the public, funded by taxpayers, and it should be released publicly unless there's a very, very specific reason not to. You know, some kind of health and health reason, you know, health and safety reason or national security reason or some very, very significant reason or it should be a very high bar. And other than that, basically all government should be information should be available to the public. In this specific case, it's even worse because we were explicitly promised that this report would be made public. Um, so not only has the government decided against releasing it, they've actually gone back on their word when they said that they would. And I, and I think for something so significant as COVID, you know, it, it's been one of the, the biggest challenges that government and people have faced in Alberta's history. It's completely upended how government operates, how society operates. The entire pandemic has changed so many parts of life. And, you know, this, this excuse that, oh, well, you know, the report's out of date now. Well, come on, like, you know, at some point you have to trust Albertans to be able to read some information and figure out, okay, yeah, the report was written at a certain time and things change over time. But, you know, that, that's part of life, right? Information changes. That's not a reason to hide information from the public. So what do you make of this excuse then that the government's offering for, for not releasing the report? Well, I mean, it's very convenient because half the time we hear it the other way around, right? Half the time 
uh, reports don't get released because it's too timely and you'll get it in the future when it's not relevant anymore and it's not sensitive information anymore, right? So it, it feels just like an excuse that's been made up to avoid releasing a report that presumably has some bad things to say about what the government did during the first wave of the pandemic. But, of course, we don't actually know. You know, maybe there's some good things the government did, maybe there's some, some bad things the government did. We, we just don't know because we don't have the information because they won't release it. Well, and not only are they not releasing it, I mean, it seems as though if they've decided it's not relevant, then they're not really doing anything with it. So if if nothing else, did we just waste a, a half million dollars of taxpayers' money? Well, yeah, and I, I remember this at the time because when the report was announced, it was described as a review of what the government did in the first wave to ensure that uh, we reacted to any potential second wave in a more effective and efficient and and, and better manner. But then the report wasn't actually even completed until halfway through the third wave. So, yeah, you have to wonder, well, what information did we actually learn from the report? What value did we get? And even if you put aside the transparency and the accountability element of it, what value was achieved for the taxpayers' money that was spent on this report if it wasn't even being, if it wasn't even delivered on time, right? Like in in the private sector, if you commissioned a report with a deadline because something was coming up and you needed information in time for for a specific thing, and the company that you paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to didn't even deliver the product until after the event happened, you'd probably want your money back, wouldn't you? Yeah. You know, look, I think the government has acknowledged both the good and the bad. I, I think, you know, when it came to, to testing, uh, Alberta was a lot more prepared than, than other provinces and then the amount of testing we were able to do in, in that first wave. On the other hand, I think the government has acknowledged maybe it was a mistake to go as, as broadly as they did with lockdowns and, you know, that, that double standard and allowing big box stores to stay open and the mom and pop retailers to close. So I, I think the government's been willing to acknowledge both the good and the bad, but obviously, you know, they're able to sort of pick and choose here. We, don't we need some kind of a, an independent or third-party analysis to, to really cut, cut through a lot of that? Yeah, and, and maybe the, the reality is that the independent third party disagree with which bits were good, which bits were bad that the, right. the government did, right? But, but that's part of a healthy democratic debate, and that's a debate that we should be having in the open where citizens and Albertans can participate in that debate. And, and look, to be clear, I don't think anybody is necessarily expecting the Alberta government to have got everything perfect over the last 18 months, right? Like it was an unprecedented situation, a lot of decisions being made very quickly. Um, and I don't think the standard the government should be held to is perfection. Um, but actually, I do think that they should be held to a standard of being open and transparent with with Albertans and allowing us to participate in that debate of what was done correctly and what wasn't. And ultimately, that is how you learn how to do better in the future. All right. So, um, albertainstitute.ca. So, you've uh, set up a petition then on this? Yeah, we've done a petition. Very simple. We think that if uh, Albertans paid for the report and Albertans paid for the government's response to the COVID pandemic, and if Albertans benefited from the good decisions and suffered from the bad decisions, then at the very least, Albertans should be allowed to know what this independent third party thinks are the good and the bad decisions. So we put this petition up. Uh, it just went up just a couple of hours ago. It's already at, uh, I think, a 1,000 signatures or actually 1,200 now. Uh, so it's growing pretty quick. And, yeah, if anyone wants to sign it, it's on albertainstitute.ca. And hopefully we can convince the government to change their mind and get this report out to the public so that everybody can 
have a read of it and participate in the democratic process. Indeed. Peter, appreciate making some time for us here this morning. Thanks for this. Thanks so much. Have a good day. All the best. Peter McCaffrey, president of the Alberta Institute, Alberta Institute, Don Siak.